0: This is our third session on Psalm 1, and in this session, I hope we can focus on on His law, God's law, He meditates day and night. Let's read these three verses. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on that law, this delight, delighted man, meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers So, Father, I pray that you would grant us so to delight in your law, your instruction, that we would be called and driven to freely and joyfully meditate on it day and night and thus become prosperous in all the ways that you appoint. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. First question What are we meditating on? On his law. And you remember last time, if you watched that already, this word law of the Lord means instruction, not just commandments, but everything in the Old Testament that God has revealed by way of instruction, which means we're not meditating on a flower and we're not meditating on the stars. We're meditating on words. And specifically, we're looking for God's intention in those words. So we're meditating on words and phrases and clauses and paragraphs and chapters, and we're asking those kinds of questions. So the focus of meditation is on God's instruction. Different from this counsel right here. Blessed is the man who walks not in the instruction and the counsel of the wicked. Blessed, rather, is the man who finds the law of the Lord his his counsel. So delightful that he meditates on it day and night. And the fact that day and night is implied here probably, I mean, is spoken here, probably indicates that memorization is involved, right? It's very hard to do something, especially in a, in a time when there weren't books like there are today. These people were hearing the law read, and a few of them, the priests perhaps, had a, had a copy, and the rest had to memorize it so that day and night they could be meditating on it. So, what does meditate mean? Let me make four observations. The first one is that the very word itself, especially in Hebrew, means to uh, whisper or um, a low repetition. It begins with the cooing of a bird or the growling of an animal. So it, it involves walking into a room and hearing something like a like a cooing of a pigeon or a or a low growl of a lion. And you realize, oh, there's a man over in the corner over his text, or repeating a text to himself. Meditation probably was... Speaking out loud to yourself, having a conversation with yourself, saying the word of God, and then posing questions to yourself and having a conversation with yourself and with God. It has the idea of of a low murmur or whisper. So it's not just it's not just uh, reading; it's thinking and speaking the word to yourself, especially day and night, namely, from memory. Oh, that we might memorize more Scripture. Second thing I would say is the connection here with delight is all important. Delight and meditation. His delight is in the law of the Lord, and so, I'm adding so, on his law, he meditates day and night. So I would say this is delight-driven thinking. That's what meditation is. Or another way to put it would be serious pondering for the sake of spiritual pleasure. And if not just for the sake of uh, driven by. In other words, I think it works both ways. You might have so much delight in God and what he has revealed in his, his instruction that you are driven to meditate and memorize day and night. Or you might be languishing in your delight and know that this is precisely where that delight is rekindled. And so the hope for this delight drives you to this meditation. So I'm defining meditation as either delight-driven thinking or serious pondering for the sake of or driven by spiritual pleasure. That's the second thing I would say. The third thing I would say about the meaning of meditation is to compare um, Jeremiah 17 Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is in the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when the heat comes, for its leaves remain green. And he's not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. Now, That is very similar to he's like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season and its leaf does not wither and in all that he does he prospers, which means that this meditation here is somehow very closely connected to trust in the Lord. A delight-driven meditation may be the same thing as a trust-driven meditation. Delight and trust, delighting in God and trusting in God, may be so closely connected, so much a part of each other, that that's the reason Jeremiah 17 can sound just like the effects of delight-driven meditation when it talks about drinking up and staying green And meditation does the same thing. That's the the third thing I would say about meditation. It's very closely connected to trusting God. And the last thing I would say is that, and this you can only see in Hebrew, but I'll mention it anyway, the word meditate here is the same word at the beginning of the next chapter as the word plot. Why do the nations rage and the people's plot, meditate, whisper, murmur, coo, growl in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed. And what happens when you meditate, same word, when you meditate against the Lord, the result, vain, empty failure. And what happens when you meditate, delighting in the Lord, totally on the Lord's side, making the Lord your delight in your treasure, success and prosperity. That's where we're going to go next time is what, what is it like to compare? I mean, what does it mean to compare meditation to being planted by streams of water? So that's where we're going next. So the main thing, I think, to take away from this session is this connection between delighting in the law and meditating on the law. Meditation is delight-driven thinking, or it is serious pondering for the sake of spiritual pleasure, which is going to result in some pretty amazing things as we look at verse 3.